Is being present something that can be achieved instantly? Or is it something that there are degrees of and you need to work on it? If we use the example of sleep, and we kind of say, well, do you wake up or do you half wake up or what's going on there? Because being present is a bit like waking up because we, we tend to get the idea of dreaming. We go, okay, I'm dreaming. That, that's, you know, that's not real. And being awake, that's real. But I think what we forget about a lot of the time is daydreaming. And daydreaming is rather like night dreaming in that you obviously are conscious, but you're of, conscious of something which isn't real. But probably the most important thing is you kind of forget it's not real, at least temporarily. So the other variation of this is that example of, of watching TV, watching a film in particular, where, again, you forget it's a film temporarily for a while. You kind of suspend disbelief. Uh, so th th that's an interesting example. Uh, sleeping is the other obvious example, but then daydreaming during the day as well. Something similar is happening. So when we talk about being present, and you know, it is a bit of a buzzword to be fair. It's You could say it's overused in some ways. In a way, you can't use it enough because it's such a crucial topic. It's so very, very important. But the problem is sometimes we get a bit desensitized to it, so we forget the actual meaning of it, which is, is a bit unfortunate. So. What we mean, I suppose, when we're talking about being present is kind of waking up from the dream. So very often we're talking about waking up from the daydream, I suppose, and recognizing the moment that we're in a little bit more clearly. So when you awaken from sleep at night, if we use that example, there's a few things that can happen. One is you can wake up, but you can fall back asleep again. So that's something that regularly happens with presence when it comes to daydreaming. So you feel a bit more conscious and present. You go, okay, I'm here in the moment. Brilliant. I have a sense of clarity. Maybe not quite enlightened, but a step in the right direction. I'm feeling clear. But then, of course, a moment later, you're lost in thought again. So it's kind of a slippery slope. Sometimes you fall back into it. And look, to some extent, that's inevitable. You know, it's, it is going to happen some of the time. The key thing is that we don't get just too lost in it. You know, it's better to wake up every month rather than every year or every week rather than every month or every day rather than every every week, uh, every minute rather than once a day. You know, the more you can do it, I suppose, the better within reason. Uh, but that's the, the, the thing. I think it's part of human nature. It relates to what we were talking about with imagination. You know, we have an imagination for a reason. It's, it's a useful tool and ability. So we shouldn't be too worried about getting caught up in those stories. But what we can hopefully do is make hay while the sun shines. So while you're conscious and awake and present, maybe choose what the next thing is that you're going to get lost in. It's like somebody says, you got to watch a film, but you can choose if you want which. Okay, good, good. So let me, if it's going to go on in a moment anyway, let me choose something which is actually constructive and helpful for me. So, you know, trying to shift our attention in the right direction, that can be useful. So that, that's one potential issue is you can fall back asleep. So is presence instant? Well, I suppose it is kind of binary in that when you're in that moment and you go, yes, I am conscious and present, that is rather instant. It's not that you work for ages to get to that. You, you're in that moment, but again, the risk is you, you kind of lose it. So it's just staying there a little bit more rather than a little bit less shifting in that direction is, is the thing that can be practiced. It's not really that you become more present. It's just that you become more present more often. The frequency of it or how spontaneously it happens uh, increases over time with a little bit of practice. But the presence itself is kind of there instantly. You can do it right now just by stopping it. Just acknowledging the moment you're in 
but with practice you can maybe get better at doing that a bit more often and also doing it in situations where the thoughts are more compelling and this comes up with addiction you know someone helping people with addiction this is what we're trying to do there's a very compelling luring thought that says oh look you got to do this you know if you don't it's going to cost you and if you do it's going to benefit you so much so that's very alluring and particularly if you're in a difficult place that might be one of your only sources of comfort so the thoughts are trying to pull you in so being able to do in that moment is harder than maybe other moments so this is where the skill and the practice uh, comes in of, of getting better at that so the other thing that can happen is you can wake up if we use the sleeping example again you can wake up but your systems aren't quite fully online yet so this is actually a massive topic in and of itself but the mistake i think we make is that we think that if i'm present so i'm not caught up in thoughts or whatever i was caught up in before that that necessarily translates to everything working perfectly and well for you from that moment onwards that's not how that works <laughs> because there are some things you have no control of whatsoever you know if you become present and then don't like the weather tough the weather's going to continue it's not that the environment changes in a direct sense necessarily because of how you are now there are other things that you do have some influence over to be fair however that influence is uh, going to take time so it's something like adjusting the thermostat and then saying well why isn't the temperature not changed you have done the right thing you've initiated change but it takes a while for that to kick in for it to get warmer for it to get cooler so you can do what you need to do maybe being present will help but it may not happen immediately so when you wake up from sleep okay you might know you're not dreaming anymore you might be back in this ground reality of the here and the now and know you're lying in the bed but that doesn't mean you're ready to jump up and all your muscles are ready and your balance is ready and you're completely turned on. And that includes your mental systems as well. Because we kind of get the idea that body and mind are a little bit distinct, although they're, of course, highly interconnected systems. But we get the idea that it's possible to have a body but different thoughts about that body than the actual body is. So the other step though that we sometimes forget is that consciousness is something a bit different than mind so the same consciousness can have different thoughts just like you as the viewer of the television you can watch different films those films can be changed so when you recognize that you can appreciate that you might be very conscious but still some of the thoughts that are there mightn't be the kind of thoughts that you would have chosen in that moment if you had full consent and a lot of that is that thoughts are really a kind of a social echo so if you have encountered certain things and it can be right back from childhood or it can just be yesterday those things sometimes resonate a little bit in the back of our head sometimes you know literally where we're hearing them other times it's more implicit it's just an instinct to act or to feel a certain way so you can't just by being present necessarily expect all of that to disappear however by being present that is your best possible position to be in to be able to do something about it and what you're going to do about it is going to vary sometimes you're going to be aware of it but just not care about it as much in the sense of not being as influenced by it because you realize it's not you it is just an echo of other things and it's not something you need to be overly defined by so that breathing room alone can be really valuable and something that you're really welcome 
On other occasions, there may be things you can do, but you're in a much better position by being a bit more present to see what those things are that uh, you can actually do in that moment and to maybe be able to choose what's the most important one. It's like the serenity prayer, you know, what can you change? What can you not change? What, what do you just need to accept? So being able to see that bit more clearly is a really, really valuable thing. Uh, and where it is possible to engage and to create change, then great. Now you're going to be able to do that. You'll have some room to be able to do that. Now, uh, just to complicate things further, uh, I'll give you a bonus uh, idea as well. Sometimes you can dream that you're awake, okay? <laughs> so when you're thinking about presence, sometimes you can dream that you're awake. So this is a confusing one. And when we translate that into daydreaming, what that means is sometimes we intellectually talk about presence, but we're not present. We're just kind of simulating presence on the level of thinking. So watch out for that is all I need to say about that one, really. Because when you get caught up in that, you're kind of missing the substance. It's something equivalent to uh, reading a cookbook, but not actually cooking. So you might know the names of all the ingredients. You might have the pictures of all the, the, the recipes and what they look like when they're finished. But you're not getting the nutrition of eating the actual food. So to be able to talk a good game when it comes to being present is, is fine, but, but that's only part of the picture. You see examples, young kids would be good examples of this, animals, where they're able to be entirely present, but they probably don't even know the word presence or what it means. So you can have zero intellect, but an excellent example of presence at play. And for the most part, when we are being very, very present, we're probably not labeling it particularly. You are just what they call a flow state. You're going with the flow. There's that sense of, of just being caught up in doing something that's engaging you. It could be an activity. It could be an interest. It could be being in nature. It could be walking. It could be anything. It's different things for different people. But you're just being in that moment in a very direct sense. Now, again, none of this is to say that that's better than thinking even. These are just different faculties that we have. We want to welcome them all and let them complement and support each other, ideally. But just watch out for that one uh, as a little additional tip. Watch out for thinking about not thinking, thinking about being present, because that is the equivalent of dreaming that you're awake. So it's still a dream. You don't presumably have the choice in that moment. You're just being kind of drawn along by the story. So what we want a bit more is just to stop and go, here I am. In the most direct and simplest way to you know, appreciate the moment you're in, to see some of the options and the possibilities in that moment, and then to focus on what direction you'd like to go in. Thinking is going to come back online inevitably sooner rather than later, but hopefully it can come back online in a way that is actually helping you in the direction you've chosen to move in. If you found this valuable, do like, subscribe, and share. And what's your experience? Do you have any questions or topic suggestions? You can contribute in the comments, on social media using hashtag BodyMindSelf, or on JFL.com.